Welcome to Whiskey and Wonder. All right, all right, all right, everybody. Hello. <laughs> oh, Megan is subdued and unhappy. We uh, we were just looking at dresses and shoes. And if you don't know what that means, you must not be a longtime listener. I'm Megan. <laughs> I'm Tyler. And oh, we're Whiskey and Wonder. I love the defeatedness in her voice. We're Whiskey and Wonder. Yes. Podcast where we get together every week and we try a new whiskey, teach the other something that's made us wonder. And every so often we humiliate one another. Tyler was last time. Yep. Made him shave off his beard. Yep. Took it's, took several weeks for it to come back. It's my turn. Oh yes, we have hit five thousand listens. So Megan has to uh you know, embarrass herself. She has to wear a hot pink dress. Now, if you know anything about Megan, I'm assuming most people do, but for our new listeners, uh, if you're on YouTube, you can see her hair is like six different colors right now. <laughs> um, and I'm not saying I meant that as not like your natural <laughs> hair coming through either. That's the seventh color. Uh, <laughs> um, but Megan likes to dye her hair and she is very like, Gothy and punky and tattoos, piercings, emo y kind emo, of. Yeah. Yeah. Got emo goth. That's her style. Yep. And so now she's got to wear a hot pink dress with, I said high heels. Um, it has come to my attention. Megan has never walked in high heels before, ever. Not a day in my life. So we're going to reduce that to mid heeled shoes <laughs> um, that are, you know, Pretty, pretty attention-seeking, and we're going to go uh, Shelby, my girlfriend, and Houston, Megan's boyfriend. Uh, we're all going to go have dinner together, and Megan's going to be the center of attention because we picked a semi-casual place. Semi-casual? You mean completely casual. Okay. Completely I casual, and Megan's going to look... I'm envisioning prom dress, but we have a budget we have to stick to, so we're going to make it work. If you guys want to donate to Megan's dress fund, <laughs> please, we will happily take that. Um, we're gonna we're gonna document this with video, photos, all sorts of fun, good things um, that'll be online. But yeah, so Megan's depressed because we've been talking about that for the last half hour and looking at dresses and stuff, and she's just it's gonna be rough, guys. Yep. And I'm going to love every second of it. Yep. Um, all right. So if y'all do want to donate uh, to Megan's Dress Fund, you can do that in a couple of ways. You can um, sign up for our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash whiskey and wonder. Uh, there we've got a couple different tiers, the lowest of which allows you to do, uh, to vote on our uh, whether or not a whiskey goes into our infinity bottle. We do one for bourbons and one for scotches. Uh, we've got a next tier up. It's five a month where you basically get early access uh, to the episodes. I think I threw in that you get a free sticker on there as well. Um, you know, and, and there's a couple other benefits. You'll have to go to the Patreon and check it out. Uh, or you can donate through PayPal, um, paypal.me slash whiskey and wonder. And that is whiskey with an E. Um, anything else on the dress, Megan, on your embarrassment? Um, 
Don't nope. you want to say thank you to everybody that helped get you there? I mean, yeah, thank you, uh, everyone who helped get us to this milestone and uh, continuing past this milestone. Um, believe it or not, I really do appreciate you guys. Um, Tyler and I appreciate everything you do. You're the reason why we're here. You're the reason why this podcast happens. So thank you. Um, even though I'm going to be, I'm going to have like a night of misery. It's worth it for the podcast. It is 100% worth it. Um, I got a great piece of advice one time and it's that when you're in a situation you don't want to be in, just remind yourself, you don't have to deal with it in a few hours. Typically it's going to be over. So that's really good advice. Yep. So, um, if you also, another way you can support us, uh, if you go to whiskeyandwonder.com, we have a store where you can shop. I think the only thing we have in there at the moment is the whiskey tumblers with our logo on them. Uh, so you can see our logo and picture our faces and hear our voices when you drink your whiskey at, at home. Yeah. Um, as far as other announcements goes, next week is Memorial Day weekend. Um, and Which means... Drum roll. I don't have a drum roll. Damn. No, that's another sound we need. Yep. Um, which means that both Megan and I are going to be out of town um, and won't be here to record an episode. So go back, find your favorite episode, your favorite one. You know, if we did, if, if your favorite whiskey is hell, I don't know, copper dog. <laughs> scotch i don't know let's let's just say or crown royal or, or whatever your favorite whiskey is that we've done you can go to whiskeyandwonder.com we've got a page where we list every whiskey that we've tried what we rated it what episode you can find that and go back listen to that if you had a favorite uh wonder topic go back and listen to that just check out an episode uh from the vault yeah as it were yeah so well we will be back in two weeks yes uh, in full force. Yes, we will. And uh, I will talk a little bit about my vacation. I don't think I mentioned it on here last week. Mm-mm. I don't think so. What what we have planned, but it does relate a little bit to Whiskey and Wonder. So um, the other thing that we wanted to mention is that as most of y'all know, we record these Sunday evenings. That means today is May 22nd. Mm-hmm. And by the power of you listening, you'll probably be listening May 26th or so. Anyway, yesterday, Megan brought it to my attention, was World Whiskey Day. It was Saturday, uh, May 21st. It's World Whiskey Day. Or actually, it's the third Saturday in May of every year is actually when World Whiskey Day is. So that's that was yesterday. As, as usual with my life, I was a day late and a dollar short. Amen. I, I didn't didn't know until you texted me this morning, and I was like, "Well, shit, I can't have can't have a whiskey on World Whiskey Day." So, <laughs> unfortunately, I will just be a day late, and again, a dollar short, a dollar short. Yep. Um. So we wanted to say Happy World Whiskey Day to all our listeners. Hopefully, you were better whiskey drinkers than we were yesterday. I don't know. Did you have whiskey? No. Uh. Okay. You know. Did I text you this morning or last night? I believe it was early this morning. Okay. Um, Because I found out last night when I was going to bed at Uh, like, I saw one of my, uh, one of the other whiskey influencers we follow posted about and I was like, oh, 
Ah, I'm in gotcha. bed. Um, well, we'll do better next year. Yep. Now we know third third Saturday of every month. Yes, every May. Every May. <laughs> it could be every month. I'm okay with that. I I'm okay with every day of every month. Um. All right. So, well, if y'all want to uh, reach out and and check out our website, you can do so whiskeyandwonder.com. Like I said, there's a lot of good stuff on there that uh, we've worked hard to get get it put together. Uh, there's a little store with some merch from us. We've got uh, descriptions of different whiskeys. We've got all the whiskeys we've done, our ratings on them, you know, just some stuff like that. we got some cool whiskey quotes at the bottom of each page. I don't know if you guys have scrolled through and checked those out. Um, I mentioned the Patreon earlier, patreon.com slash whiskey and wonder. Um, if you want to check us on YouTube, just search whiskey and wonder for the time being. We don't have our Ural. Yes, our custom URL yet. We need a uh, thousand subscribers. I think we're sitting at like 29. So <laughs> y'all go out, subscribe uh, on YouTube. That helps us get there. And we, then we can make it something beautiful like youtube.com slash whiskey and wonder. So Which that it's does easier. not exist yet. It so does not. Don't look for it. Yes. Just search whiskey and wonder. Um, and the last thing, every all our socials and that stuff's going to be in the show notes or the description. Um, but if you do want to reach out to us for our uh, mail time segment, which we very rarely have anymore because not not that many people actually reach out anymore, uh, you can either do throw do so through the do website, um, whiskeyandwonder.com. There's a contact page, and then you can also email contact at whiskeyandwonder.com, and that'll come to us and everything else you can find in the show notes. That's always a mouthful. It's I feel like it it hasn't grown in months, but it feels like it, it grows every week. Feels like it gets longer and longer. I don't know if you just I start just, repeating yourself. I don't, I don't know. know what's happening. I don't know. Um, but anyway, I think I try to give details on what's where and what people can find. But to those that are uh checking out the website, emailing that are that are subscribing to Patreon and YouTube and that are liking and listening, reviewing and subscribing and all that sort of good stuff, you know, that's, uh, we appreciate it. Yeah. That helps us. Thank you so much. Yeah. So much. It, it, the way things work, I mean, we need views and stuff to get YouTube. YouTube wants to sell ads and we want, uh, they want views from us and views from us gives them ads that helps out, help, helps them help us. Mm-hmm. So, Definitely head over there, check it out. Um, and if you if you got friends that are into whiskey and whatnot, you know, tell them about us. Word of mouth is still a great, great spreader. So we're we appreciate anybody that's listening and telling their friends and heck yeah, rate and review and subscribe and all that jazz. One of the memes and stuff. Yep. So on that note, we're gonna roll it on down the road. Open segment. All right, Tyler. Well, what's your what's what's your life like? I have a life. I don't know. Um, I don't. <laughs> I ended up this week. I spent four nights in a row at the brewery I work at. Um, I play trivia there on Thursdays with some regulars. I sent out a text 
Uh, I should start by saying last Tuesday was their third uh, anniversary from their third birthday. So we went out. Uh, te- I sent out a text to some of the regulars I go there with and said, hey, it's the third birthday. I'm going by for a beer and a cigar. You know, more the merrier. And so some came out, some didn't. And interestingly enough, the the some of the ones that didn't on Tuesday came out, sent out a text on Wednesday saying it had been a long day at work. They wanted a beer, and I'm not going to turn down a beer and a cigar. So hey, took my ass right again. on down there and went for trivia on Thursday, and then uh, I worked Friday. So, um, but I, I do want to say happy birthday to the brewery and and the crew and the owners and. Congrats on three years. Hopefully there's another 300 more. If, yes. If humanity's still here by then. But, um, the Debatable. Thing, yeah, we'll see. TBD. The thing that I, uh, I mentioned Shelby and I are going on vacation this weekend and we're going to visit her brother in the Nashville area. And Shelby was kind enough to book a tour of the Jack Daniels distillery or doing the uh, single barrel tour. Nice. That will be a really exciting experience. Yeah. So I'll try to share, share some pictures on our social media of us, you know, while we're there. Yeah. Heck yeah. That's awesome. Um, so Houston and Mai's 11th anniversary is June 1st. Um, and so next weekend is like the weekend before our anniversary. The, I think the actual first is on Wednesday. Um, and our my hope uh, was that we would go to Atlanta. Um, oh, no. And, Don't tell me it's gone. Well, I'm hold on. Okay. I was hoping we would go to Atlanta, um, get a couple nights at a hotel, and spend um, a couple of days doing the full Georgia aquarium thing because it's I've never been and it's supposed to, I love aquariums. It's supposed to be like the best aquarium in the world, um, and it's like three hours away. So I really really want to go, um, and it's looking like the probably is unlikely to happen Mm. um, because at the same time, Houston's sister is um, very pregnant and she is due on the 7th of June or that's when she's going to be um, sliced open. Like that's her her cut open date. Um, However... With her other two children that she's had, they have all uh, come a week early. And Houston is the designated child baby watcher when his sister goes into labor. And if we were in uh, Georgia... That'd be kind of hard. It'd be real hard to get there real fast to have Houston watch the children. So... That's... uh. That's being very nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nicer than I would be. I... <laughs> <laughs> Just, I, I'm pretty sure they listen, so... <laughs> Sorry to be brutally honest, but that is nicer than I would be for my sister. Houston is a 
great person. Yes, and he is. Great brother and family member. And that's all I have to say about that. All right, Forrest. Uh, so um, eventually one day I'll get to go to Atlanta and I'll get to eventually see the Georgia Aquarium. But so I, I'm assuming y'all would be in town then. Yes. Would you want to come record an episode on your own? Mm, possibly. Okay. Um, that's something right. that if it happens, it's going to be a magical surprise. And if it doesn't, well, okay. we already told everyone not to expect it. So. All right. So, sorry, I should, probably shouldn't ask that on air. But <laughs> that's right. fine. You guys just heard. There might be a surprise. There might not. <laughs> Who knows? <Ooh>. It <laughs> depends on my mental health and how much uh, it wants to do between now and Sunday. Oh, all right. Well, I'm sorry you're not getting to go. I'm so this weekend. So upset. I am quite sure it'll be in the cards before I too long. Certainly hope so. I certainly hope so. Um, so now I don't know what we're gonna do for our anniversary. Um Mr. Tokyo. Mr. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so um I want to try a sensory deprivation chamber. Okay. And I think that'd be really cool. Houston has very bad tinnitus or tinnitus, however you pronounce it on your side of the world, wherever you're from. I think it's like tomato, tomato. I think they're both right. Um, and 50% of the reviews say people with tinnitus, like it makes the tinnitus better and it helps. And the other 50% say it is torture. I feel like I, I get sporadic ringing in my ears. I think it would be complete torture. And I think Houston is afraid it would be complete torture. So I might not be doing that either unless I just do it by myself, not for our anniversary. Um, Wait, you go in as a pair? I mean, we would... Each get your own tank? Get our own tank, yeah. yeah, But we would be in the same facility together at the same time. I was like, that's a weird way to deprive your senses. I, I know... That would be just weird because some people just can't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you will be, you're alone in your own okay, little pod. Gotcha. Um, but so that's something I want to do. I looked at maybe doing couples massage. I honestly don't know what is going to happen on our anniversary. So, well, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be a lovely anniversary and I'm sure, uh, wait. When's y'all's anniversary? June 1st. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. 11 years. I just realized mine and Shelby's is the 27th. Of? May. May? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's one year on Tuesday. Oh, snap. Not, well, not, not, not me not... and Shelby, but. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's one year. It's since, one year. Since I've, I've been alive, I'm, I'm officially one year old. Oh. We need to get you a little smash cake that you can like smush no. your face in. Uh, no. Um, but yeah, no. So that happened a year ago, Tuesday. And then Shelby and I started dating three years or three, three days. days later. Yep. So amazing how death puts a perspective on yeah. life. Yep. So, um, but yeah, I, I forgot. Uh, so I guess the day this comes out, happy anniversary, Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> Happy anniversary, Shelby. Yep. Our, Congratulations on one year with this asshole. Yeah, with my co-host. You could say it. 
Um, <laughs> you know, uh, we all you know. know. <laughs> you, you got if you're a long time listener, you know. Um, yeah, so our trip is is basically going to be our little thing, anniversary so, type yeah. thing. That's exciting. Yeah. So, uh, well, I don't have anything else. If you don't, we'll move. I it on, do or? not. I'm tired. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm tired. I just uh, sh- make a long story short, real quick. Uh, Shelby and I don't sleep well together at my house only. She's got a king size bed, and I have a queen, and my bed's really old. So, so it sounds like you need a new bed. Well, yeah, but I like my bed kind of dips in the middle because that's where I sleep when it's just me. <laughs> so you guys just like boom, 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 and yeah, roll so we together, like roll into each other, <laughs> and it's just uncomfortable, and it makes both our backs hurt. Um, but there's no sense in me buying a king size bed if, I mean, Shelby and I have talked about moving in together here in the distantly not so distant future. Um, so it makes no sense for me to buy a king size bed if we're just going to put hers in the bedroom. I mean, she's been talking about buying a TV for her bedroom and it makes no sense if I've got enough TVs Yeah. with, with her living room. You know, we have one for every room in the house. So yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where, like I said, we're in, in the, Distant, not too distant future. Okay. So I just got to get used to not having my freedom. (laughs) Not being able to have, I don't want to say it that way, not having the freedom to just leave projects I'm working on around the house for weeks at a time as I like ebb and flow between the project. Because there might be something I work on for an hour and then I go, I need, you know, like I might spray paint something and need to let it sit and dry and it might sit there for three days. Yeah, why not? Well, I can't leave it sitting there for three days if Shelby lives here. Why? She won't have it. Oh. <laughs> She'll put the kibosh on that, so. Oh, well. That's all right. Give and take relationships, all that good stuff, so. Anyway, we'll move on on that note. Whiskey and belly. Opening the bottle. All right, guys. This week, we are drinking Old Forester 1920 Prohibition style, which isn't that a freaking mouthful. Um, I think we've done an Old Forester on here before. We have. We did the 1910. Yes, we did the 1910, which, let me get my handy dandy page up here. And we did that on episode 61. And do you want to guess what? You rated it. Was it a 10? It was a 10. Oh, it was a 10. Okay. I gave it an eight and a half. Uh, if anybody else is curious on on mine, oh, this um, was the whiskey that was like real good that I was like, I want that fucking okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, I actually. Um, did you get me a bottle of it? No. Fuck. <laughs> Sad. I did get you a bottle of it. You're right. I do. It's right there you, in my yes. You got it. I have a okay. bottle. Yeah. I was about to say. Me dumb. I uh, make another long story short. Yesterday, I told you Shelby and I went to Mister Tokyo. It's this lovely restaurant up kind of near where Megan lives. And we stopped, we had some time to kill while we were on the wait list and we stopped in the ABC store up there and they had a bottle, one of the 1920 and one of the 1910. You get them both? No, I didn't get either one of them. I have both. Oh, I thought that's the ABC store near you has. Oh, if you don't have it. Oh, okay, cool. I thought that's where you got this bottle. No, no, no. I bought bought the 1910 and 20 together in South Carolina. 
Makes sense. That, uh, you know, six months ago. Yep. All right. So the Old Forester 1920 Prohibition style is the third expression in the Old Forester Whiskey Row series. According to the neck tag on the bottle, quote, during Prohibition, only six Kentucky distilleries were granted permits to bottle bourbon for medicinal purposes. Brown Foreman, maker of Old Forester, secured permit KY-3. In 1920, the first bottles under this permit were produced. It goes on to say, quote, to match the usual barrel proof of that bourbon after maturation, it is presented at 115 proof. We're going to put some hair on our chest today, y'all. Apparently. Um, since we've done this before, I mean, that's all really I got to say about that. I smelled it as you were pouring it, though. And, like, the smell is still lingering around the room. Um, and from what little I just caught in the air, it smelled real good. Yeah, I'm... Definitely getting a uh, <clears throat> distinct burn your nose hairs. Yeah, you know, yeah, as you would expect. Fifteen proof. You That's pretty. Expect that. That's, pretty intense. As uh, Shelby's dad would say, high octane. So, Papa Manning, I got something for you next time you're on this side of the country. So definitely some burn your nose hairs, but not as not as bad as you would not expect. as bad as you would think with 115. I am getting very citrusy. With yeah. Like very orangey, very yeah, orangey, lemony. Yeah. Um, um, I do want to mention this bottle was uh, MSRP is about sixty dollars. Same for the nineteen ten. I think it's about five bucks cheaper. Maybe ten if you're lucky. Um, uh, another thing I did want to mention about this is that, and we're gonna do this on here one day, probably for a special, maybe the. Fourth of July special since we're not going to have a Memorial Day special this year. Um, you can mix 1910 and 1920 and make a 1915. Hmm. And from what I hear, I have not done it. I have not opened this bottle until uh, today, despite having it for six months. I, honestly, I've been kind of scared of the one 115 proof. Um but we will do that on an episode where we'll make some 1915s and let you know what we think of them. Megan's still over there, nose deep. I mean, it it smells really, really good. Um, For being as strong as it is, it does not burn like I expected it to. And I kind of enjoy the smell. It's uh, definitely like a deep citrusy, but there's also like a heavy hint of, uh, heavy hint, that doesn't make any sense. There's also a heavy... Uh, note. Note. Thank you. There's also a heavy note of cream, which I think the Old Forester 1910, I believe, was a really creamy whiskey, if it's the one I'm thinking of. It was very um, Woodford Reserve Double Oak in that neighborhood. Very kind of sweet, creamy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one thing, and I, I, I like what you said. I like better, but I definitely got, so, I like cream better, but I got like a note of Creaminess, vanilla-y, kind of, it's very minute compared to the citrus, but it is it is there. It's noticeable. So, um, as you literally were saying that, I was pulling up the smell, like, aroma notes to look at them, and uh, so I could tell you guys them, 
And I there's a smell. The reason why I like kept like trying to figure out what that smell is, um, because I couldn't figure it out. Um, I figured it out just because I happened to glance at the aroma glance at the aroma notes. I'm getting banana. It's a tiny, tiny, tiny little hint yeah. of candied banana. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It tastes or it smells like um runs. Uh no, laffy daffy banana. Yeah. Candy yeah. banana. Yeah. Banana runs. Not nearly as strong as that. Um, the one we had that was like the a Jack ban- Daniel single barrel select. Yeah. But yeah, I I see see where you're coming yeah. from. Yeah. Uh, so we were supposed to be. Uh, the aroma is powerful. Powerful. It's rich. Nana. Um, what? Nana. Na- Nana. Yep. We're supposed to be tasting Nana. Chocolate. Dark fruit. Um. And burnt brown sugar. And I'm guessing they're saying burnt brown sugar because it's uh, so strong. It's like burn your nose hairs. I'm not getting any like char smell though. Like when I think, when I hear burnt, I think like charcoal. And I'm not getting. Yeah, kind of smoky. Yeah, I'm not getting any of that with this guy. It's all fruit and sweets. I'm I'm really not getting any dark fruit or any chocolate at all. Mm Mm-mm. No way, no, you know, not at all. But definitely get the citrus, definitely get the banana, definitely get the creamy vanilla flavor. Holy moly, Megan did not make a happy face. Oh, oh God. it's so strong. Oh, here we go. Cheers, I wasn't y'all. ready. Cheers, y'all. The smell is very deceptive. Oh, it burns so bad. Oh, my tongue hurts. Oh, what is that flavor? It was so so strong. I wasn't ready. I'm having a strunk. You're having Uh, a strunk. It's. I'll show you that meme. Oh, stroke. Gotcha. (laughs) Uh, well, that is very very spicy on the first. Holy fuck! On the first sip. Now I want to give it a second one, but it's making me salivate. Uh, I will definitely say the. Banana is right on the tip of the tongue, and it is nowhere else. Did you fucking taste anything other than pain? Yeah. All I got was pain. There's a lot of pain. It hurt. Um, I'm definitely salivating, though. And I do have a leftover, um, like a, a hint of chocolate in my mouth. So I'm guessing that came from the whiskey, because I have not had anything chocolate today. Um. Yeah, but I, it's much more palatable the second time. It still burns. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, it still burns on the back end specifically. I had my mouth open, trying to let my my mouth breathe. Oh man, kind of feel like a dragon. Uh, yeah, <sighs> kind of. Yeah. Um. Ah. Uh. Peppery for sure. That's probably going to give me heartburn. Honestly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I see Altoids in my future. Altoids? You mean Tums? No, Altoids. Way better. They help so much more than Tums. Altoids like the breath mints? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> are you talking Parlasec? What are you talking? I don't know. Why the fuck? Pepsid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh. know why in the fuck I just called it out. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know those helped you with heartburn. 
Uh, wow. This whiskey clearly breaks your brain. I'm going to blame that. Um, <laughs> Hepsid tablets are way better at curing heartburn and indigestion. <laughs> oh, no. <coughs> I'm sorry. This whiskey going to kill me. Um, while <laughs> Megan dies over there, you all right? You going to be all right? It's just so spicy. I think I know what Megan's going to rate this. Um, I bet you're wrong. Oh, yeah? Oh, I don't know if you guys heard that. She said she bets I'm wrong. Um, uh, so I ugh. get uh, an interesting, interesting flavor in here. Your dog. <laughs> I don't know if you guys could see that on camera Probably or hear not. it through the thing, but. Maybe just whacked her head on the wall. Maybe is laying on a dog bed over there, and she just. Like rolled backwards and smacked the top of her head on the wall. Uh, so, <laughs> so this uh, I get uh, the banana right on the front end, and then I get a right in the middle for a flash. I get what reminds me of the buttered popcorn jelly bean flavor. Gross. <laughs> and then it goes straight into. I mean, there's a lot of burn throughout. A lot of pepper, um, but then it settles into a like oaky kind of flavor, and it is a very, very long finish that it sits with you for a while, and it's got spice throughout. Yeah, so uh, spice throughout is an understatement. Very, very spicy and peppery from the instant it hits your tongue um, to all the way through the finish. Um I agree with Tyler. I'm getting banana kind of right the very first time it hits your tongue. Um, God, the popcorn flavor is so weird. I'm not getting the jelly bean popcorn flavor. <laughs> um, I wish I knew what that actual flavor was, but that's the only thing that I can associate. I'm pretty with. sure it's supposed to be buttered popcorn. Yeah, but it Birdie doesn't Bots, taste like every flavor beans. It doesn't taste like actual uh, actual buttered popcorn. It doesn't taste like anything else either. It's it's more like popcorn than candy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not a candy flavor for sure, but it's, I don't know how to describe that flavor. That's just what it reminds me of hmm. when I, when I taste it in this whiskey. Not getting that. Yeah. I do get chocolate though. The finish for me is um, like Mexican chocolate. If you've ever had like Never dark, had it. dark chocolate um, that has like Cayenne spices in it. Never had it. Okay. It's like a mole sauce. It's. Might have had that once, but I wasn't a fan of it. It's a spicy chocolate at the end for me. Um, okay. Definitely not a chocolate ice cream or like a milk chocolate. Not a Hershey's bar. It's dark chocolate with like cayenne pepper. Um, okay. Well, I am interested to. See how this progresses. Mm. And while I'm presenting, I'll. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. You got to tell us. I have what to tell us we're supposed to be. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm well, ahead of myself. these people say it is big, bold, and immediately likable. Well, it's big, it's bold, and it's something. Immediately something. Yep. Um, this person says they taste dark chocolate and barrel char. I'm not getting any char at all. Like, I'm not getting any char or any smokiness at all. Um, then they go on to say 
Um, some caramel, creme brulee. Uh, Tyler's making weird faces. Holy crap. What did you do? I swished it around my mouth about five times and let it really mix with the saliva. Was it like Listerine? Uh, no, it was like putridly nasty tasting. Oh, nice. Yeah. I I don't even know. It was so bad. I just don't, didn't even pay attention to the flavor. It was like, just get out of my mouth. <laughs> um, Caramel, creme brulee, nuttiness, um, hint of coffee. I mean, maybe person, that's what it was. Maybe it was coffee-ish. Maybe this person is kind coffee. of all over the we're all over the place. Um, they do agree that uh, dark chocolate is the most prominent taste in the finish. Um, I can definitely see that uh, after this this most recent sip. Uh, it it does kind of leaves that. Um, Almost in my mouth, it's almost like a sour kind of taste. When after you have dark chocolate or chocolate, it leaves a little bit of a sour taste. I don't know if anybody else experiences that. Oh, don't swish it. Yeah, don't swish. Not very, very bad. Tastes like vomit. <laughs> okay, apparently that was the flavor I didn't know. Tastes like vomit. Don't swish. Apparently, Megan eats vomit. You taste vomit when you throw it. I'm, I'm sorry. Yes. Jerk. I was trying to make a joke. And fell flat. <laughs> Thud. Oof. Mm. I don't even have a good sound effect for it. Oh, you don't? Don't swish. Mm-mm. No? No. Should have Igno- heated listen. you. Yeah, yeah should have heated you. Yeah. Well, all right. I guess we'll drink on this and get back to you at the end here. Teach me. It's time for the wonder segment. All right. So today's today's topic is a smidge shorter than normal because originally I was going to do it the way I did it. Then I pivoted to something else and then I decided, nope, I'm going to do my original idea the way I want to, even if I don't, even if I can't find enough information. Okay. So you kind of like did a little ballerina twirl and in a back back where you started. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um so today I'm gonna talk about two of my favorite people on this planet. Um so I remember when I was a kid, it was it was either like some birthday or Christmas or something. And I got a couple of gifts that were from a magic store as a gift. Uh, one was a floating magic wand that you had a ring you put on your finger and you like made it dance. It had a little piece of fish line. And the other were two separate special card decks that allowed you to perform tricks really easy. Can I guess who it is before you say? Sure. Pen and Teller? Yes. Yes! Yes! Uh, I never really mastered any of those tricks, uh, but those gifts definitely sparked something within me. Um, and... Uh, just a curiosity and a love about magic that still lives on today. I absolutely love magic tricks. I regularly watch YouTube videos of Penn and Teller and magic, and I got sucked into so many while I was doing this research. Um, I'm going to preface this by saying I am the asshole that needs to know how things are done. Uh. So like, I can't just let it be. I want to know how you did it 
because I think that's the fascinating part is like how, and that's part of why I really like Penn and Teller. Because they'll break it down and show you and stuff. Yep. Um, yeah, actually, I think in another life, I might have even been a magician. So, oh, yeah, maybe in another life, I was. Wow. Um, so, anyway, over the years, I watched a bunch of different magicians, either in person or on YouTube. Um, and of all, I've got to say, my, my favorites have easily been Penn and Teller. Uh, and it's actually on my bucket list to see them live. And sadly, when Shelby and I went to Vegas last December, we were not able to catch one of their shows. So darn. Guess you got to go to Vegas again, man. Guess I'll have to go back. Um, But anyway, earlier this week, I was wrapped up in a Penn & Teller YouTube video, and that's when the idea smacked me in the face. I should cover them as my topic this week. So get ready, because today we're going to learn about the lives and the careers of two of the most famous magicians in history, Penn Jillette and Teller. Um, And I told Megan this earlier. I might have mentioned it on here, but there's just not... These guys are pretty private people. So there's not a ton known um, outside of their like careers. So mm-hmm. I've got a couple of details on here. Uh, so if you've been living under a rock and you aren't familiar with them, I suggest stopping this podcast and go search Penn and Teller on YouTube so you can get a feel for their style and the type of tricks they typically do. Amazing. Absolutely yes. brilliant. Amazing. Revolutionary. Yes. All the words for... Phenomenal. Yes. Uh, If you do know who they are, go ahead and continue. Uh, Today's Wonder segment, I'm basically going to break into three parts. Actually, four parts. First, we're going to look at Penn's early life. Then we're going to look at Teller's. We're going to learn about their career together as partners. And then finally, at the end, just because some of the information was just so sporadic and it didn't really fit very well, I've just got some fun Penn and Teller fun facts. Nice. So I am excited for this topic. So let's yes, dive yes. into Penn's life. Be forewarned. I guess. Oh, yeah. Be forewarned. There's not a ton on either of these guys' early history, so I don't have a ton. Uh, Penn Fraser Gillette was born on March 5th, 1955 in Greenfield, Massachusetts to Samuel and Valda Gillette. He came out at he came out nearly twice as big as any other previously recorded baby, weighing nearly 17 pounds. Dear God. Despite wrecking his mother's body on the way out, Samuel and Valda would proceed to have 12 more children after Penn. No, no. Absolutely not. As the oldest sibling during his teen years, Penn would often find himself being forced to entertain his younger siblings, and he quickly discovered that magic tricks helped to keep them entertained and out of trouble so he would perform countless hours of card tricks for his siblings. Good big brother. Psych. None of that's real. Psych? What? None of that's real. What the hell do you mean none of it's real? None Uh, of it? The first sentence is real. (laughs) Everything else, I just made it up. So he wasn't a huge baby? No. (laughs) He didn't have 12 brothers and sisters? No. Oh my God. (laughs) You totally fucking got me. Yes, I did. Wow. You fucking got me. Tyler. Uh, yeah, I was trying so hard not to smile during that. Oh, <laughs> anyway, you got me I wanted, I wanted to try my hand at it just to see. Yeehaw, yeehaw. <laughs> you got me bad. Oh. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, Pin apparently only has one older sister, and I couldn't, uh, couldn't really find much info on her. 
And I assume he came out as a normal sized baby who just grew into a giant. <laughs> oh God, she's so I'm mad. totally like <laughs> I, the impressed and pissed. The betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, his father worked at the Greenfield County Jail and his mother was a secretary. He appears to have come from a traditional 1960s middle-class home. As a teenager, Penn got into a little bit of hot water uh, when uh, after he read the Bible uh, and concluded it was a bunch of nonsense. Uh, he then converted to atheist. Uh, to he then became an atheist and began openly criticizing the Bible and religion in his local youth group in an attempt to convert his peers to atheism. The church. I don't think they liked that yeah, very much. No, the church didn't appreciate this at all, and they kicked his ass to the curb, just like Jesus would have done. Just like Jesus. Yes. Um, Penn regular, regularly says that James Randi is the magician who influenced him the most, and it's very evident uh, in both of their styles. Randi was an illusionist who, unlike most magicians of, of that time, openly acknowledged that magic was simply deception used for entertainment, whereas most magicians pretended that they had supernatural powers. After graduating high school in 1973... Penn and a high school classmate, Michael Moschen, who is, went on to become a famous juggler. Uh, the two developed and began performing a juggling act. In 1973, Penn also graduated from the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey Clown College. Now, if that sounds familiar, that's because you probably heard it in episode 35 when we learned all about the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey Circus and how it came to be. For those who haven't listened to that episode, yes, Clown College is slash was a real thing. I don't remember if it still is. Uh, in 1974, a mutual friend, and I don't know how to say this name, it's spelled W-E-I-R. Weir? Weir? Yeah, like Andy Weir. Okay. Well, that's this guy's first name. Weir, Chrisimer, introduced Penn to a guy named Raymond Teller. And the three first performed together on August 19th, 1975 at the Minnesota Renaissance Festival. After this show, the three of them formed a three-person act called the Asparagus Valley Cultural Society <laughs> and would continue performing together for seven years around the country until Chrisimer decided uh, to leave the group and thus the Penn and Teller duo was born. I am not surprised at all that they got their start via Renaissance Fair. I wasn't. Oh, well, I, I kind of was. And then I thought about it for a minute and I was like, um, you know, that actually makes perfect sense. Makes a lot of yeah. sense. So now we'll switch gears and we'll talk a little bit about Teller. Uh, Raymond Joseph Teller was born on February 14th, 1948 in Philadelphia, PA to Israel, Max, Joseph, and Irene Teller. I don't know why his name is Israel Max, but everybody called him Joseph, but that's what happened. Um, he actually came out as one of the world's smallest babies. Shut up. Weighing less than two pounds. Shut up, Tyler. As Teller grew, his parents became increasingly concerned with his lack of speech. They took him to multiple psychological and speech therapists, and it was determined that while in the womb, Teller's tongue was sticking out of his mouth and the amniotic fluid had caused his tongue to become paralyzed, rendering him a mute. Despite this, 
he was able to live a mostly normal childhood. <laughs> and I'm sure you guessed it, but none of that's true except the first sentence. Yeah, you're not fooling me again, fucker. <laughs> hey, I was proud that I figured out what amniotic fluid was. <laughs> I thought it was the placenta, but apparently it's not. No. <laughs> uh, anyway, so he was just born in Philadelphia on uh, Valentine's Day, 1948. Um, Teller's father was born in New York City. He was a uh, descendant of Russian Jewish immigrants while his mother, Irene, was from a farm in Delaware. The two met in art school where both were painters. Uh, Teller, who actually can speak, he just doesn't on stage, states that his mother was a Methodist and that he was raised as, quote, a sort of half-assed Methodist, end quote. Huh. Teller graduated high, uh, Central High School in Philadelphia in 1965 and from Amherst College in 1969, Summer of Love. Not much is known about this point in Teller's life, but it is known that he became a teacher at Lawrence High School in Lawrenceville, New Jersey, where he taught Greek and Latin. Sometime around this, uh, also around this time, Teller began per performing with his Chris, with his God Almighty. Let me try that again. Sometime around this time, Teller also began performing with his friend Weir Chrisimer as the Othmar. Shock, Shoak Memorial Society for the Preservation of Unusual and Disgusting Music. The names these guys came up with were so freaking bad. This sounds like a Fallout Boy song. Yes, it does. Uh, as I mentioned earlier with Penn, Christmer introduced the two in 1974, and the three began performing their slightly better but still terribly named act around the country until Christmer decided he was out. Despite leaving the group, Christmer's influence is still noticeable in Penn and Teller's performances um, as he helped develop many tricks, including Teller's Shadows trick, which I suggest everybody go watch on YouTube. I didn't know that particular trick, and I think it's a great time to mention how many YouTube videos I got sucked into while writing this. Um, I probably, I started watching that video, and then I think I watched like five more tricks they did, and then got back to writing and then ended up watching five more tricks. And next thing you know, I had watched like 25 tricks <laughs> <laughs> and some, which I had seen before. Um, but anyway, for, for that one, I'm not going to spoil anything, but basically it starts with Teller. <clears throat> looks like he's in front of like uh, those old school projectors kind of in, in uh, middle school where you had, yeah. had uh, and they would have the projector. You're in front of it. He's got a rose and a vase. And as he cuts the shadow of the rose, it starts to, he like makes actual cuts in the rose. And so, and then it, it expands from there. So I'm not going to spoil it. You guys go watch it. It was a really cool trick. Penn and Teller quickly gained a reputation for phenomenal stage performances. And by 1985, we're performing an off-Broadway show and had created an Emmy-winning PBS special entitled Penn and Teller Go Public. In 1987, the two began their first Broadway run and appeared in a Run DMC music video as uh, scam artists playing that three-card... Uh, I forget what it was called. Three-card something. Three-card Monty? Three-card Monty. They were scam artists playing three-card Monty. 
throughout the late 1980s, 90s, and early 2000s, the duo toured the U.S., making several television appearances on shows such as Saturday Night Live, Late Night with David Letterman, The Today Show, The Bernie Mac Show, Fear Factor, and so many others. I mean, literally, there were like 30 TV shows that were examples, and then it said, and many more. They have made so many guest appearances that it's not even, you can't even start naming them. In 2003, the two created a Showtime television show called Bullshit, which took a skeptical look at a wide variety of topics ranging from ranging from religion to PETA to astrology to the war on drugs to gun control to all sorts. That show, Bullshit, is what made me look more into PETA and all their insane, shady, crazy practices, which they're actually on my uh, wonder segment list to do. Oh, that would be a great one day. Topic. Um, but it was all because of Penn and Teller bullshit. Um, that PETA episode, man, changed my fucking life. Yeah? Yeah. I've never seen bullshit. I'll have to see if oh, I can Tyler, find it. Oh, Tyler, it's good. It's on Hulu. I just looked. It is? Yeah. Yes. You t- you're doing this. I have this, Hulu. This wonder segment made me go like, I wonder if we can watch bullshit anyway. Oh, yeah. I can. It's on Hulu. I'll have to check that. Um, and I have Hulu, so nice. Um, bullshit ran until 2010. During the same time frame, the duo wrote multiple books and began a Vegas residency that's still going to this day, making it the longest continuous res- residency in Vegas. And I believe I watched an interview that they said they had named the theater after them. It is the Penn and Teller Theater now. Or maybe it's the Penn and Teller Stage or something like that. But something was named after them because it, uh, Gillette, uh, Penn was basically saying, uh, yeah, they don't they don't like it when they name the theater after you and then you tell them you want to go do a show in New York for six weeks. <laughs> so uh, more recently, the two have created the TV show Penn and Teller Fool Us where magicians attempt to fool the duo. Have you ever seen this show? No, this sounds amazing. Oh, I love this show. It comes on the CW. I don't know if you have, like, cable or anything. Uh, no, I don't, but let's see where to get it. Otherwise, uh, yeah. voice the Jolly Roger. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, I will shamelessly say that I love that show. It's hosted by Allison Hannigan. I don't know who that is. Um, Allison Hannigan is... You ever watch American Pie? Yeah. One time at band camp, I shoved a flute up my pussy. <laughs> That's Allison Hannigan. Okay. Redheaded. I've seen She's her. in uh, um, How I Met Your Mother. I don't really know. I, I never saw that show, so I don't know. But I know she's in it. Um, anyway, the duo, uh, they created the TV show Penn and Teller Fool Us. Uh, and uh, here, the most recent thing I could find they've done is they competed on the 2022 season of The Masked Singer, but were eliminated in April when they were correctly guessed. Um, Interesting little tidbit, they had Teller do most of the singing so that his voice wouldn't be recognized. (laughs) That's fucked up. Um, Did you find it? Is it anywhere? It's on the CW app. Uh, I've seen it on... uh, There's a lot of them on YouTube, or at least a lot of clips from it. So that's usually where I get sucked into it. Um, So now that we've looked at the history of Penn and Teller, uh, let's explore their style a little bit more. Uh, 
So the duo perform a wide range of material, uh, stuff from lighthearted gags and clever pranks to incorporating political satire and commenting on current events and issues in their act. Uh, the pair will often claim to, quote, reveal the secrets behind magic tricks only to perform a more elaborate version for the audience while they're revealing it. Fucking amazing. Yeah, it, it's awesome. Um, the two have numerous card tricks in their repertoire. Again, Penn got those teaching his younger siblings. Shut up, Tyler. <laughs> I'm so proud of that. Um, so they have uh, a ton of ton of card tricks in their repertoire, as well as Houdini-like escape tricks. Uh, in some of their most popular and sometimes most polarizing performances, they've done done things such as appear to light an American flag on fire inside the Bill of Rights. Uh, they've had Teller appear to be run over by a semi-truck. They have suspended Teller over a bed of spikes, and they've also placed Teller into a wooden box, which was then lowered into shark-infested waters. It really must suck to be Teller. That teller is always the one that gets, like, shit on. Yeah. Um, I actually got sucked into one one video they did, and I have something in my eye. I don't know what it is, and that's why I keep taking my glasses off and scratching at it. Um but basically it starts it's the it's the jugglers versus magicians act and i saw this for the first time uh while i was doing this and it's a very very funny kind of satirical commentary on how jugglers are hard working and they work really hard to develop a skill and then you have your magicians who just straight out lie to you and they connive you and it, it's just really funny it's worth watching um, so Penn and Teller have used their act to expose other secrets of magicians as well. For instance, one trick they use involves a nail gun with a certain quantity of nails missing from the magazine uh, that's feeding the nail gun. Throughout the act, Penn shoots real nails into a board in front of him while also shooting himself and Teller when the magazine is empty. He knows how many nails... Um, Man, I hope you have a good memory. Well, don't miscount that shit. At the end of the trick, Penn explains how they did the trick, and he states that he and Teller don't like doing tricks like that on the stage because they think it's morally wrong to perform stunts that are actually dangerous on stage as it takes on unnecessary human risk. So, essentially, if you do lose count, you are putting somebody in danger. Yeah. You know, so got a lot of respect for them. They do, they yeah. do things the right way. Um, Throughout their career, Penn and Teller have received numerous awards and honors. They received the 2,494th star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, just a few steps away from Harry Houdini. Oh, what a good honor. They received a Writers Guild of America award for Penn and Teller bullshit. They've been nominated for 11 Emmy Awards with one win. The duo was nominated for a BAFTA award in 2014. And in 2017, Penn and Teller... Fulas uh, was nominated for a Critics' Choice Award. But most importantly, in my opinion, Penn and Teller inspired a generation of people to laugh and smile at their tricks and inspired a whole new generation of magicians who will continue to create smiles and laughs. And so this ended up being a little bit shorter than normal. Um, but we're not done yet. There was a lot of random information I came across during this research that didn't fit in well in the notes, so like I said, I just kind of compiled a list of Penn & Teller fun facts. Number one, 
Teller legally changed his name to just Teller. <laughs> he is no longer Raymond Joseph Teller. He is just Teller. Like Cher. He's just Cher. Like McLovin. He's just Teller. Oh, I'm sorry. That's been lingering. Uh, I hope the microphone didn't catch that, <clears throat> but I think it did. Uh, <laughs> neither pin nor Teller drink or do drugs. Uh, Teller has mentioned drinking in his 20s, but found that it, quote, made me stupid and careless, and I dislike that. Um, speaking of Teller saying something, Teller can talk, and he does so regularly in interviews and things like that. He just doesn't talk as part of the act. This comes from Teller's early days as a performer when he was actually earning a living by doing it, and he would perform at frat parties. He discovered that if he stayed quiet during his act, he was less likely to be heckled or have beer thrown at him, and people paid more attention to his performance. Psychology 101. Yep. Despite having a very successful business partnership, Penn and Teller actually have very little in common outside of magic. Because of this, the two very rarely interact or socialize together outside of their work. That surprises me. They have such good chemistry, you would think they're best they, friends. I would think they were like inseparable. Now, they did say, uh, I don't, I couldn't find that uh, Teller had kids, but I know Penn has kids, and he has, both of them has sa have said that Penn's kids consider Teller, you know, like a, a, a aunt or uncle or, you know, that level. Yeah, family like member. a family member. Yeah, basically. Um, Both have said that they believe that the downfall of other entertainment partnerships stemmed from the partnerships being based on a deep affection slash friendship for one another. Stuff like Lennon-McCartney, stuff like that. Uh, relationships like that. Um, and he's, they've both said that it tends to lead to volatility when things go wrong because of that. And the fact that they don't socialize much outside of the actual business, the two view their relationship and their friendship as based on a mutual respect for one another. Teller has said in interviews that disagreements between the two often lead to quote, better artistic decisions because they bring out new ideas and expand the range of discussion. Um, now I have, I had two more that I wanted to include that I forgot to actually include because <laughs> as I was researching, Shelby was like, I'm hungry. And I was like, yeah, I'm hungry too. And so we decided to go to McDonald's and I forgot to come back and put the last two in. Um, I wanted to give the names of Penn's kids because, um, I just thought they were hilarious. So his wife's name is Emily Zoltan, and they named their children, where was it? Moxie, Crime Fighter, Gillette, and uh, Zoltan Pin Gillette. So... I just thought the crime fighter, Moxie crime fighter was a hell of a name. That's an amazing name. And for them not to be super close, he named his son after Penn. No, he named his son or his daughter after his wife and himself. Penn's children. Oh, I thought you said Teller's children. No, no, no. Penn's children. Sorry. Oh. No, no, no. That was Penn's kids. Um, so the other 
the other thing, and this one's going to be a little bit longer because I've read this a long time ago, but if you've ever noticed Pin wears on his left uh, ring finger, he paints that fingernail red. That's the only one. I have noticed that. Yeah, see, here's a picture. Yeah, why does he do that? So, Tell me. Uh, I'm looking up the details right now, but it was something to do with his mother. Okay. Um, you know, da, 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 da. People ask him about my red fingernail. It's for my mom. I wear my dad's ring and my mom's nail polish. It reminds it reminds me of them. Mama's boy. That's something he tweeted about it. That's so. adorable. Yes. Um, according to the New York Post, Penn's mom would always tell the juggler he needed to keep his hands looking neat for the audience. The red fingernail has since his become uh, has since become his way of honoring his mom's advice. Oh. So that's um. Penn, Penn and Teller, like I said, they have inspired an entire generation of people into magic and they have inspired, created a bunch of smiles and laughs, which we need more of in this world. So they are two people I desperately, desperately want to go see. It's, it's yeah. bucket list items for me. Hell yeah. So, <clears throat> um, when I was, I'm going to tell a quick tangent story real fast. Oh, you go right ahead. Oops, uh, I wanted to put it there. <laughs> when there I was in um, high school, my mom and I went to Las Vegas. Um, and she said, like, we could see any show on the strip. Of, like, any show. No show. She'd get tickets. We'd go see the show. <sighs> Being the little emo goth kid I was, I wanted to see Chris Angel. And Chris Angel had a Cirque du Soleil, like, crossover compilation thing that they were doing at the time. I can't even remember what it was called. Um, but it was, like, an Alice in Wonderland-esque um, show. And I chose to see Chris Angel above everyone and everything else. And it is the worst Cirque du Soleil I've ever seen, and it is the worst live magic show I've ever seen. Really? You could see all the wires. You, oh, all, like, no. It was just, and the, oh, it was. <gasps> oh, no, I hit <laughs> You hit both. <gasps> That's what I meant to hit. It was so bad. I know, I'm sure. My mom, and if you listen to this mom, let me know if, if you were, because I'm sure you were pissed that after that, like, that's what you spent your money on was fucking Chris Angel bullshit Cirque. And we could have seen literally anything else. And since then, um, I, last, I went to Las Vegas again for my 21st birthday, and we saw Mystere which is a Cirque du Soleil show, which was the coolest thing to ever see in my life. So, Shelby and I saw a Cirque du Soleil while we were there. Um, I don't remember which one it was. It might still be going on. Um, Cirque du Soleil um, is really, really freaking amazing. Um, I've enjoyed every show that I've ever gone to that's Cirque du Soleil. 
other than the Chris Angel one. And I think that's Chris Angel's fault. Um, I, I will say this about it. It was... Uh, it wasn't... I enjoyed the show. It was a good show. It was not what I expected. Um, it was... There was no plot. It was just weird. It was acro- It was cool acrobatics in a weird setting. Okay. And it just... It like I expected some sort of plot, you know? Uh, yeah. But... Was it... Um... Yeah, it might have been Mysterious what we Yeah, Mysterious what we saw. Mystere? Mystere, yeah. There was 100% a 100% storyline to Mystere. Well, I fucking missed it. Shelby <laughs> missed it. What was the story? It's been so I What oh was my the Oh my god, the story was it was so good. It was like Oh my god, what was Mystere about? I just know like it completely made Houston and I like it was so good. What the fuck was Mystere about? Um, okay, so here's something that I didn't realize, and I saw the show. Spoiler alert, if you're going to see Mystere, um, apparently the snail grows throughout the thing. Yeah. I didn't know there was a fucking snail until the goddamn end when this giant snail came out, and we were just sitting there like, what the fuck? Okay, so you guys didn't pay attention. I know, we, well, fault. we paid attention, but like... We were watching the acrobatics and shit like that. I like there was this baby that kept running around and had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> and there was the leader guy that didn't have much to do with anything. I don't know. It was it was really cool, but it was confusing as hell. There was no story. I 100% disagree. Um there is 100% a story to Mystere. Uh I yeah. need spoon-fed. Okay. Um, I guess you just have to be, I don't, uh, what is the term? Like, um, intelligent. No, I'm not calling Shelby dumb. Um, the, one of us eats vomit. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Um, it's a story about the origins of life and human preoccupation with the universe. Um, so it's very, uh, what is the fucking word I'm looking for? I don't think it's metaphorical. That doesn't In- sound right. Introspective? Yeah. Like you have to be very maybe like willing to look outside the box. Yeah, I ain't that person. And I'm okay. not a, I'm, I'm a surface level individual. What okay. you say is what you mean. Oh, no. If you don't say what you mean, then I'm not going to read into it. Okay, no, you have to be someone to be, who looks yeah, for deeper no, meaning. And, no, okay. people need to be fucking direct. No. That would that would take a lot of the issues out of life, my opinion. Possibly, but man, yeah, no, no I, that I'm not that person. Okay, I knew I had a meaning though. Um, and then uh, I also also saw Kuza, um, which was not. It's a touring show, and they toured in Denver. And Kuza is one of their magic shows, um, like magic and acrobatics. And Kuza is. Phenomenal. Yeah, see, I think um, I would have preferred something like that. I've Not seen... that Mystere was bad. It was it was really cool to see all the acrobatics and whatnot. There's just too much for me, my dumbass to sit there. 
oh, that's going on over there, and that's going on over there, and that's going on over there, and I... You totally missed the point. Oh, well. Yeah. Cirque du Soleil is amazing. You guys should go see it if you haven't. Uh, all the shows are good, except the Chris Angel one, which was fucking canceled. Um, I will just say I didn't go to that show for me. Um, Shelby wanted to go, and I said, well, sure. So I probably wouldn't have gone to. It was called Believe. Chris Angel? Chris Angel Believe, and it ran from 2008 to 2016. Yeah, he had a show when I was there, when we were there last year. So yeah, it has a one star on TripAdvisor. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I think I've seen him do one thing, and it was terrible. It was like something on TV. But anyway, I'm gonna move it on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Gone on tangent. Trivia with Tyler. This is a good one. Um, and I'm just, I know we're getting a little long and my phone's about to die. All right, <laughs> so, go, go, okay. go, go. Um, prior to the invasion of mainland Japan, I said Japan, Japan in World Japanda. War II. Japan. The U.S. produced so many Purple Hearts in advance that the surplus is still awarded today. So people that are receiving Purple Hearts, they were made for the invasion of Japan in 1945. Wow. Apparently fucking the government didn't think that was going to work very well. No. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's fucked. <laughs> Thoughts. I knew there was a reason why I left a little bit in there, and I'm talking over the thing. I've done that twice now, and That's it's been right. like, what, 78 episodes, and I've never done that once. That's all right. And now I've done it twice in one episode. That's all right. Three strikes, you're out. <laughs> Better keep my mouth shut. Um, I just added a little bit of water to mine. I did, too, because I forgot that we were supposed to do that, and I left a little bit in here. Um, so you go ahead and try yours first. Uh, since I've been able to like sit here and sip on this as you've been presenting, um, I'm sure people on YouTube have seen me make quite a few strange faces as I've tried to like taste it different ways and like shoot it, put it under my tongue, blah, 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 blah. Um, 115 proof whiskey is just raw. Yeah. It's raw dog. Um, it's intense. I don't, what's, the the wild turkey you like, Tyler, what's its proof? Uh 101. Okay. Yeah. This is way yeah, more. Than I that. like I like the hundred and hundred to a hundred and five, six range, right? You know, maybe up to hundred and ten. Um this <clears throat> with the water, I definitely got more chocolate. Um, but I feel like it upped the spice and that's going to be a no for me, dog. It upped the spice, and you got more chocolate because it definitely made it more bitter. And so it tastes tastes more like dark chocolate now, like more even, even more like dark chocolate. It's like 99% cacao or cocoa or whatever. Yeah, definitely made it more bitter. That's um, a good, good word. Super bitter, way more spicy, which is weird because water normally takes down the spiciness a bit. 
Not this time around. I think the... Um, oh, God, I just accidentally shot that. Uh, I think this is the second one we've had where the spice has increased with water. I can't remember what the first one was, though. Oh, no, it's been 70-something episodes, and this is a only happened twice. That's pretty rare. Um, I mean, if... This is not going to be a whiskey that I literally drink every day. This is going to be a whiskey for when I'm mad. If I'm having a bad fucking day and like everything's going wrong and like I just and hate you myself. Your, you want to put yourself through some more fucking whiskey. I just, like, yeah, I just let's like. Just cap this goddamn day off. That is exactly like I just, I'm like, fuck it. I hate myself. I hate the world. I hate this life. I'm going to reach for this whiskey. This I'm, is my angry whiskey. I'm pissed off and I'm, I can handle. Yeah. I can handle this bullshit. Yeah, this is my pissed off whiskey. Um All right. So All right. the burn the burn is so intense. That's that's why it's my pissed off whiskey. If you are um of the masochistic persuasion, if that's your kink, you're gonna like this whiskey. <laughs> um, yeah, pour it pour it down your urethra. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, don't do that. We do not condone that sort of behavior if here like, on Whiskey and Wonder. If you like masochism? That That's we're gonna get idea. sued because someone's gonna do that Don't do and then that. get blisters. And yeah, well, it's stu- gonna be bad. Stupid is as stupid does. Okay. I'm not a doctor or a masochist, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Don't listen to me either way. Um, the the flavor outside of the burn is real good. It's real good flavor. Um, apparently, Old Forester. Um, I forgot what their actual distillery is called. It's hyphenated. I don't know. It's something. But apparently they know what they're doing when it comes to whiskey. Because the flavor is brilliant. And I really hope we do. I want to make the... 1915. 1915. We'll do it. We'll make it happen. Let's do that for our July episode or something. Ow. Yeah, it was <laughs> It was definitely going to have to be a special because that's going to require a 50-50 mix. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably have to measure out. Yeah, let's do that. Shot, so. Shot, 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 shot. Everybody. Yeah, okay. Um, what I'm talking a lot, Tyler. What do you think about this guy? Lady, girl, them. It. General neutral. General neutral. <laughs> Gender. I think we found Megan's limit on proof, guys. <laughs> I don't think she can handle anything over 110. <laughs> <laughs> I even poured her less than me. Would you believe this is just who I am as a person? She's general neutral. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. I. Uh, Beautiful words. Tyler. Yeah. I, this, this ain't me. Ain't you. This ain't me. No, even um, you You tend to like the spicier stuff. This I, ain't you. I do. I would keep this around. Um, It's got a good flavor to it. It, like you said, it kind of, I'd have to be, I'm not necessarily going to say it's my pissed off whiskey, but I'd have to be in the right mood for this. And uh, I don't necessarily know what that mood would be. My pissed off furious whiskey. Yeah. World um, sucks whiskey. Ooh. I'm I'm excited to try the 1915. Mm-hmm. More excited to drink the 1910 again. Yeah. Um, proof. 
Yeah, I don't really have much else to say. The burn's pretty overwhelming, and y'all know I'm not a huge fan of the burn. I like my 101, that, you know, that 100 to 105 range because you have the first sip, it burns. After that, the burn goes away, and you get flavor. This, it, the burn... Burn kind of lasts. It stays it, there the whole time. It went down, but it stayed around. You know, it wasn't as intense until we added water. And then it was like... And then it was worse than the first sip, so... Oh, excuse me, and it's making me burp now. I'm trying really hard not to do it with the microphone. We appreciate that. Um, yeah, I I don't have much to say other than this ain't me. What's your number? Um, mm, usually I have a number just pop right in my head. All right, I have one. All right. This is a seven. <laughs> This is a seven. It's fucking good. It's real good. If you can get over the burn, the flavor is freaking amazing. I did not see that coming, y'all. I thought this was going to be like a two or three. Oh, no. The flavor is bomb. The burn hurts, but the flavor, man, that's good. That's good. Well, I guess this is the way they drunk it in Prohibition. Prohibition style, hard, I mean, hard, yeah. strong. You wanted, you want, you took what you could get. So <laughs> you wanted to get fucked up real fast. Uh, well, <sighs> I, I am at a loss for a number right now because the flavor is good, but that burn is really turns me off of it. Ah, what, what are you gonna? I know what pressure's are you thinking, on. Man? I'm. I'm going to give it a four. A four? The burn is just... That's taking it that much away, huh? I'll put it this way. I didn't even think about the flavor of it until you said it. It's gone up several points since since you mentioned that. Wow. <laughs> so because, this was like a two. Yeah, I was leaning towards two, two and a half. Wow. And then you mentioned the flavor, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot. It was. It did taste pretty good. It just sucked because it burned." Wow. Um, do we have that as a a, a sound, yes. or do we just? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Wow. Uh yeah. I'm I'm gonna knock it up to a four because the flavor, the flavor was, was good. Was good, but it but that it burn does, fucking hurt you. Yeah, burn. I I just I like the burn that goes away after a sip or two. Okay. And you know what? I've, I if I found my range, I found my range. So be it. That's the way I like it. Hey, okay. I apparently like no burn, or fucking hurt me. <laughs> like that's my range is either Megan, nothing Megan likes, or murder. <laughs> yeah, nothing or wreck my shit, bro. Um, shit. Oh, yeah. I feel like it deserves more than a seven now. I feel bad. The flavor's really good. Okay, seven. I already said the number. Um, I only wrote it in ink. I can still change it. Have you seen friction pens? No. One of them, <laughs> totally off topic. They are pens that literally erase perfectly. They, it, I, how do you erase it with your finger? It's, they have like a little rubber nub on it, but yeah, you could also erase it with, it huh. disappears with heat. Fucking coolest pen I've ever seen. One of my friends showed me one today, and you it it literally erases better than a pencil. Just take a blow dryer, you erase 
face documents you don't want people to see? It fucking blew my mind, man. Yeah? Blew my mind. Friction pins. Interesting. Brilliant. Want to get some. Well, that's interesting. I might use that to write things I don't want people to see. Hey, yeah. Write I don't it, know how you get the... It. I don't think you can get the erased message back. No, that's fine. Like, you write something you'd, you'd want one person to see, and then... You have them erase it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was trying to think of, like, invisible ink where you can, like, get the message back. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, friction pins. Um, Old Forester, 1920, prohibition style, pin and teller. Yeah. That, that's it. That's what we've done today. It is. Um, I got nothing else to say on uh, on this whiskey. It was it was rougher than I feel like it should have been. All right. So, well, to each their own. Um, well, guys, I guess on that note, uh, it is time for us to let you get out of here. We hope you enjoyed today. Uh, if you did, please give us a like, a follow, a subscribe, rate us, review us, press the bell, do all the wonderful things that... Email us. Yeah, do all the wonderful things that let us uh, crawl up them charts. So contact at whiskeyandwonder.com is our email. That is whiskey spelled with an E, the American way. <laughs> um, on a serious note, thank you everyone who does stick around and uh rates us and supports us in any way it helps more than you know and i know we start sounding like a broken record after a while but it's just true you guys you help us so much like it ain't free that's the sad thing about it is like doing a website buying whiskeys you know it just mm -hmm. buying the equipment none of that stuff's free yes it you know it's something we enjoy doing and we love doing it and it it's not free we couldn't have just we couldn't yeah, do this for zero dollars. Yeah, we couldn't snap our There's fingers no and make way. it happen. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys so much for everything you do. Um, we are going to get out of here, uh, and we will uh, see you next time. Thank you guys again. Don't drink and drive. Cheers. General neutral. General neutral. <laughs>